Hello everyone, this is Expressions by JT and today's topic deals with um, a topic that a, a lot of people have asked me about, um, my cousins, um, different friends that I encounter have asked me and I don't claim to be the expert at all. At all. Actually, I ask other people uh, for advice on this topic, but it's the to- topic of discipline. You know, um, we are raised a lot of times with one method of being disciplined and we sometimes just carry that over into raising our own children. Sometimes we say, well, I would never raise my kid the way my parent raised me. So you um, develop a different philosophy. With me personally, I do practice a lot of what my parents did for me and my brother. Uh, We both turned out okay. We both hit our head a couple of times. We both tried their methods and um, tried to buck against the system, but I think that that's a part of growing up. Um, We really want our children to be on their best behavior at all times, so the topic of discipline is always um, debatable and intriguing because so many people um, want to have their own opinions on it. But um, what I decided to do is just kind of talk about it in a general sense. Um, There are different um, programs available out there and different books for you to read from your local bookstore that gives you some information or some um, ideas. But what I really, truly think is it takes um, a, a, a bunch of ideas to um, decide on what's best. I mean, you will do some trial and error. You will um, do some research and realize that that's not really for your child. You just have to do what's best for your child. So before I even go into this, I'm not claiming to be the expert. I'm not claiming to say this is the only way, but I'm just giving you some thoughts to ponder on. So first, um, the first tip I have is it says to expect it, teach it. We must model the behaviors we want um, our children to um, act like. We must model the behaviors we expect from our children. In reality, they watch and learn from us. Talk to your children at their level from eye-to-eye contact. Stop what you are doing to completely listen when your child is telling you something that is important to them. We expect them to stop and listen. Why shouldn't we? So I know that that's sometimes when you start seeing the most rebellion from children is when you show that you're not looking at them as a human. When you're showing them that, hey, I don't want to really listen to you. You're just going to listen to me. Now, there are times when we have to just stop and say, no, just listen to me. But sometimes when we don't show that we care, we will get some more um, defiant type of behaviors from our children. The next thing that um, this um, positive discipline information is telling me is that rules and consequences are important. Children should have certain expectations at home just as they do at school. When a child is taught a rule at home, he or she should know what the consequences will be if that rule is broken. And I know that a lot of us want to say... What's the famous quote? Because I said so. <laughs> but this is saying that, you know, we should we need to teach it. 
and if if needed, post the rules and consequences somewhere that your child can see them. So, example, Johnny, if you're not supposed to leave your dirty clothes in the bathroom floor, and you know they must be put in a laundry basket, if not, they will be washed. Um, they will not get washed for you to wear. You will have to wash them yourself. I mean, that may be the consequence. Um, I know at Hobby Lobby and other places like that, they have the homemade pictures and drawings that have words on them that say, um, task for today, brush your teeth, put up your clothes, hang your towel up, you know. So those type of things I have used in my household. And I think my kids like looking at the reminders but I don't think that it's the end-all, be-all because they still do things that they shouldn't do. But again, this is saying that, you know, you follow up with it. You actually have a consequence for it if they break the rule. Logical consequences. It says when your child needs logical consequences. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Your child needs logical consequences when they break a rule. The consequences need to be age and developmentally appropriate for the child. The consequence should fit the mistake. So if you have a two-year-old, I wouldn't tell them, uh, you're getting time out for an hour, no dinner, you know. Think about the age of the child and let it fit that. But don't not do anything. Um, that's the one thing that I think kind of hurts us the most is when we just don't do anything. When we don't act like we care. Sometimes um, when you do not discipline your child, it's questionable on what you're caring about. Um, we need to care about raising strong children, raising children that can make decisions and feel confident and know how um, the world works. You know, we have laws of the land. You need laws and rules in your household. When you break the laws and land of the land, you go to jail. When you break the rules in the house, you need to be punished as well. Otherwise, now y'all know, your child may be one to think that the law does not apply to them. And when they are out, the teenage life or a little bit older, they may think that they are um, above the law. And you may see them in prison versus if you would have just cracked down at home, it could have helped prevent it, those type of things. So please consider that as you are deciding what discipline methods to use, how consistent you are, and how well you enforce it. Um, I know that my first two kids, it seemed like it took a little bit, mostly when they were younger, to try to let them know, hey, these are the rules. And then there's little things they may still try to get away with every now and then. And they have to be reminded. But then I know my youngest child, because she is the youngest, she tries to get away with way more things. And sometimes she actually does. So I have to figure out how to be a better parent for my younger child as far as discipline. Okay, sometimes those younger kids kind of get away with things. So it also mentions to set limits. Don't threaten to do something that you are not willing to follow through on. Don't sit there and write if they lick out their tongue talking about you're going to get a spanking. I mean, you know, you don't want to spank them at the time. Um, you have to follow through with what you threaten with. So that may be no TV time. You know, if you know you can do that, do it. 
Um, in the heat of the moment, it is very easy to say something that we don't mean or that we'll regret. So please make sure that you don't just go off fussing at your kid. You know, um, how it said we copy um, what we are taught. You know, we we live by example. If you start fussing at your child, pretty soon as they get older, they're going to explain themselves and express themselves in that same manner. So we have to be careful with what kind of role model we're setting um, up for our children to see. So we also need to be consistent with whatever discipline method you choose. Um, children are a lot smarter than we sometimes believe. And if we say we are going to give them a consequence, but never follow through with it or only give it sometimes, the child will not think that we're serious. And we should give a consequence for misbehavior each time to reduce the incident of that behavior. So it doesn't matter if you feel like it. It doesn't matter if it's the appropriate time. Now, I do struggle with that. If I've um, mentioned to you not to do something and you do it and we're in public and I'm in the middle of a crowd of people, you may not get punished at that moment. But later on, I'm going to sit down and talk to you. We're going to work it out. You're going to know that I mean business. So that is sometimes a challenge. I will say it is a challenge sometimes to be consistent. You could be tired. You could just have gotten off work. And you're like, man, do I have to really go in here and deal with this child because they acted up at school? Well, if you're trying to be consistent, you have to go ahead and follow through with what you've promised. Okay, guys? Um, choices. It says children love choices. This is a very effective tool when it comes to getting your child to do something you want them to do. Um, basically guys, it's saying the order that you can say, like the order you want them to do something. If you want them to wash dishes and you want them to, um, sweep and you want them to, let's say, make up their bed. So you have a choice of what you're going to do first. Do you want to make up your bed? Do you want to sweep? Or do you want to wash dishes first? That's what we mean by making choices. Not, oh, I just don't want to do it at all. (laughs) I don't want to make you think that that's what we're talking about. Also, um, if you know that you have a very defiant child, um, I know this to be kind of true in education. A behavior chart or a behavior plan may be what you need. Um, a lot of times counselors will tell you to, um, create a chart that has a child think about their feelings and what's causing them to misbehave at that time. And as long as they know how to control those feelings, then they can like fill in a smiley face. Well, if you get like five smiley faces filled in, you could get rewarded, but we want to really watch that because you don't want to just constantly reward for, doing something that they should already do. Okay, so I'll leave that up to your discretion, but that's just something to consider. So if we look, that's positive discipline. If we look at kids' health um, for ages zero to two, of course, um, you're teaching your child, a lot of times we teach them the word no, because we say, no, no, don't do that. Or we try to show, well, that hurts, that hurts mommy, no, no. Biting is bad, you know. You try to talk with a um, age appropriate voice, and um, a lot of people may say, "Well, bite them back," or you know, do it back. But sometimes that's not the best thing either because we don't need both people abusing, you know. So just um, operate in discretion, okay? Um, 
really, again, you want to make sure that you're punishing them um, for the appropriateness of the behavior. If it's something mild, don't give them a, a harsh punishment. You know, if it's pretty bad, you may need to let them see that, hey, they've gone across the line a little too much and the punishment gets more severe. Be careful, again, not to make threats that are unrealistic. Like if you if you slam that door, you'll never eat again or you'll never watch TV again. You know, that stuff that we know we can't follow through with that. So we need to make sure that they are believable, <laughs> believable punishments, guys. <laughs> All right. So, um, again, if you have comments on behavior and discipline, Again, this is a no judgment type of podcast. This is more so one that you would just add your comments to on the email. And I may do another segment of it. Um, Please email me at j underscore newborn at hotmail.com. And we'll see if we can add you on to the show. I would love to start having company, some guests, because I'm always the only voice. And I know that the people listening are probably tired of that. So I would love to have people on. I I encourage you to please contact me if you would like to be on and we talk about a topic. Um, As we keep going through uh, from kids' health, a lot of things they say with teenagers is saying, you know, you should have laid your groundwork when they were younger. So if you're waiting to their teenage or older to start disciplining them, that may not be the best choice. But is saying that, um, by age 13 and up with discipline, we should have laid the groundwork. Your child knows what is expected of you and them and what penalties um, will happen for bad behavior. And you can't let your guard down. Okay. Um, just as with any other younger age, we can't let our guard down. We can't let it down when they're older, especially because that's some of that crucial time. Some of the things that may happen to them gets a little more serious. Like if they don't follow your rule, they may get in a car accident. You know, it becomes a little bit more severe versus a bike accident and a car accident at at a teenage age. So um, set up rules regarding homework, visits by friends, curfews and dating and discuss them beforehand with your teenagers so that there will be no misunderstandings. Your teen will probably complain from time to time, but also will realize that you're in control. Believe it or not, teens still want and need to set limits and enforce order in their lives. You know, they start to kind of get unrattled if they don't have that order, guys. And then it says, even if you can't, I mean, even if you grant them greater freedom and responsibility, they still need to know their boundaries. When your teen does break a rule, take away privileges um, so that it can seem like your plan of action, that you actually did something. Don't sit there and not do anything because then it'll get worse and it'll get more. You'll see it being repeated more. Um, remember to give a teenager some control, like they can, that choice thing, but you give them the options what they have the choice of, you know, um, that it's always a power struggle guys. And that teenage, life, you will see some power struggles because they're starting to say that, hey, they can make some decisions and they want us to try to respect some of their decisions because they think they're learning about what they need and so forth. So things like, you know, hairstyle for the day or if they want to 
wear a certain color, you know, of shirt or something. I mean, those are choices. But then it gets into deeper things like, well, I think I'll do this activity instead of this activity because, or I know I was wrong and I'm sorry, so I need to do this and make up for it. You know, you may start hearing them rationalize and reason like that when you've laid the groundwork. If you're a parent that never did bring out any kind of consistency or rules or anything, expect a hard time unless your child just has an innate um, ability to just want to be good, you know, which some people are like that. But you got to think about yourself, too. We are our best examples of how our children would turn out. Um, that being said, I know I will have to watch my children some a little bit more because um, I did try to push the, um, push it a little bit. But, you know, I do appreciate the groundwork that my parents set for my life and it paid off. So, um... As we continue on, I would like to um, approach the topic of setting limits and sticking to them. Sometimes if we just keep giving in and giving in and giving in, it's like our our language and our conversation is null and void with our children. So please try to stay the course, parents. You know, whatever you decide, unless you decide that maybe you didn't think well enough about the um, punishment or the discipline method you chose. Now, I, I know I do agree with that. Hey, we sometimes have to reset, start over, do over, and start again, you know. But with the busyness that plays families today, it can be very difficult to be consistent in our daily schedules. But the reality is that kids thrive when they have structure and boundaries. So that's something you should also consider is what type of structure and boundaries do you have in your home so that that can kind of ease those um, consequences and so forth through a little bit better. You know, earlier I did a podcast on I don't like punitive type environments entirely. Now, I do know that people need punishment. You need to um, have a punishment that fits the crime, you know, but you do need to set limits. You do need to have structure. Because when you don't, you start seeing um, some of that show out in your children. And when they go somewhere else, they may not know how to act. So you got to think about that, too. Have you taught them how to behave in public? I mean, it's important to take time and train your child, okay? Um, It's important to remember the root meaning of teach, instruct, guide, and inform Um, The best way to discipline your child is to help him or her make better choices by teaching them the correct behavior or response. Role playing may help. Um, You may decide to show them a a clip of something and say, now, what do you think you would have done? What would have been the best choice? You know, teaching is a big part of it. We have to teach them the behavior that we want to see, or we have to teach them the behavior that is not acceptable, your your reaction to it, not just laughing at them saying, oh, aren't they so cute? Honey, those kids won't be cute if they sit up there and act like they have no structure at a place that has a whole bunch of glass and they go around and break it. Okay, so we have to start showing them how to behave. Um, attention is very big. We need to give our children as much positive attention as possible And if they show the negative attention, we have to downplay that. 
then they'll try to do things to get more good attention. Okay, so that's something I've found to be true as a teacher. If I'm talking about a child misbehaving and I'm constantly calling out that misbehavior, somebody else may start doing that misbehavior because they notice I start talking to that child. But on the contrary, if I say, oh, I love the way you did that. Oh, I love the way that person did this. So this group is working. All the other groups normally fall in line. So um, that attention is very important. So the most effective discipline strategies are those that are proactively prepared. So, I mean, we don't want to just be reactive to our children and guide them. Okay. Again, we don't want to be reactive. We need to be proactive. Set up your boundaries, set up your rules and consequences and teach them the behavior that you are wanting them to project. Okay. So how do we feel about this guys? Again, you can talk to me at j underscore newborn at hotmail.com. And I would love to continue this conversation. Until next time.